go-to podcast for uni students or speechies who know a little about a lot, giving you handy tips and tricks to survive in the real world, the stuff that no one prepares you for. Hey everyone. Hi guys. And welcome to our last episode for season two. Yay. Kind of sad though. Kind of sad, but I mean, we're not gone forever. (laughs) but this season has had a few ups and a few downs and with Cass and I both overdoing it at the start of the year and needing a little break so thank you for you guys for being so patient when we did have to take a few weeks off but then we've also had plenty of wins at work and also wins with this podcast yeah it's so important to celebrate the small wins so fast they are somewhat big (laughs) we have almost reach 3,000 followers on Instagram, which is amazing, and 15,000 downloads on our podcast. So a little self-high five there. Woohoo, go us. It might not seem like a lot, but I guess we started this podcast not even a year ago, and for you guys to have played us 15,000 times is literally so crazy to us. So thank you so much. It's so weird that people still are listening to my voice. Yeah, so obviously we can see how many listens that our episodes get and it's really exciting that when we go back to some of our first episodes that we are seeing those numbers going up, which is great. So obviously if you're new to the podcast, welcome. I literally keep forgetting that, you know, new listeners would probably be here. Yeah, me too. I kind of just assume that everyone just knows who we are. So hello, if this is your first time listening. I feel like this is so delayed, (laughs) the last episode. (laughs) Oh, well, Cass and I just really want to say thank you to all of you for listening and supporting us. And if you do love hearing from us, then please share the love and let others know about us because this podcast does take up quite a bit of our free time. It is actually Friday night and we're sitting in bed in our bedrooms recording this. Yeah, we are. And I guess that's kind of the beauty of this is we can record whenever and wherever we want. However, we do love recording these episodes and we also get so motivated when you guys reach out to us with feedback and your thoughts regarding content that we are putting out there for you all. So um, sometimes it's hard to know whether we're doing things that you guys want to listen to. So we really appreciate it. Yeah, we love it. So In today's episode, we are going to be discussing our top tips for managing your caseload. So obviously, if you guys are new to listening to this podcast, Ash and I both work in pediatric private practice clinics. So these tips may or may not be relevant to you. However, we feel they're quite general tips that you can apply no matter where you work. For sure. And I guess there's no denying that we can all, at some point throughout our career or multiple times throughout our career, can feel like we are all over the place and that we are just surviving each day. And honestly, Cass and I are both still trying to find our feet and manage our caseload. However, we thought that we would share what we have learned along the way. So hopefully some of you can pick up some tips and hopefully manage a little bit better as well. Yeah, that's so true, Ash. And I think speaking for myself, I've definitely felt this overwhelm for a caseload multiple times in the last four years. So it's important that we can find ways to avoid that for all of you guys feeling the same. Definitely. So our first tip is to work out how you are most efficient throughout the day and to stick to it. So this means if you work best with having chunks of clients and then chunks of admin, or do you prefer clients in the morning or afternoon, 
that type of thing. So once you work out how you best work, then work out with your employer how you can stick to this plan as you schedule your clients. So for example, I really work with having chunks of time. So I don't like having clients spread out throughout my day. I like having chunks of clients and then chunks of admin because I find it really hard for me to go from doing therapy to then trying to write a report and trying to do that multiple times throughout the day. I'd prefer to just be in my therapy brain and then be in my admin brain. So that really works for me. So once you find out how you best work, then I think that's going to be a little bit easier for your caseload. Yeah. And I'm the same as you, Ash, sort of chunking that time. I feel you get a lot more things done when you can just take a little bit of a break. So tip number two would definitely be organizing your resources. And this is something that I've only just developed as a professional skill. I'm really proud of myself. It's just taken four years. <laughs> so I used to have papers everywhere. When Ash and I worked together, I would just have mountains of paper on my desk. And if I was always looking for a resource, I'd come to Cassie and be like, have you seen this? And she'd go, oh yeah, it's in my car. <laughs> Or something. Oh yeah, it's in the fourth bag under my desk. <laughs> so I think I knew that that system was not efficient for me and everyone around me. So what I've done is laminating things and putting them in folders so I can use them before a session or in a session if I need to scaffold, which saves so much prep time and just makes you feel so much more organized and look super professional. We're all about being professional. <laughs> But yeah, no, definitely organizing your resource. This is literally going to save you so much prep time. Tip number three, get into the habit of writing notes as you go. This is obviously within reason, but do not save it until the end of the day or the end of the week to do your notes. The last thing I want to do at 5.30 is write six notes from the whole day. So if I have a quick 10 minute break in between my clients, I will quickly smash out notes or some of the notes and get it done so then it's not a big lump job at the end of the day yeah and you want your notes to be well written and reflect what you did in the session you don't just want them to be like chicken scratch at the end of the day so I think that's a really good point to make ash yeah 100 percent. I know sometimes by the end of the day if I haven't written down my plan I'm like what did I even do with that client it takes me a while and I have to sit there for five minutes I'm like what did I do <laughs> So definitely write the notes as you go if you can. Cool. So tip number four would be find an activity or resource that you can use for multiple targets. So this is something that we have said a lot of times before, and it really does just save so much time and extra thinking and extra energy for no reason. We have so many favorites that we just reuse because we know that they're so reliable and we can target so many things with them. So that would be my top tip. Definitely. And one thing that I also do is I find one main activity that I do for the day. So for example, I was playing pop the pig, but I was able to work out a way how I could target my clients individual goals with that one activity for the whole day. Obviously, by the hundredth time, I pushed down the pig's head. I was over it, but still that saved me a lot of prep time and trying to organize games and do all that stuff in the busy day. So tip number five would be to prioritize your admin work and make lists. 
work out which tasks you can get done in five minutes or 10 minutes and try to do them, you know, in between clients or whatever, and then work out which tasks you need longer for. Try and make a list of the stuff that you're going to get done throughout the day and stick to that list. Yeah, I think that's a really good way to put it as well because sometimes we, and I'm very notorious for this, get so overwhelmed by our to-do lists and we're like, I'm never going to get all of these reports done. But you can help yourself by breaking it up so that it just makes it a bit more achievable. Yeah, and I guess, you know, an email only takes five minutes, so do that in that five minutes if you need emails to send or if you are trying to write a report and you don't get blocks of admin times be like okay well can I do one section in 15 minutes or and break up the report in that way yeah good point so tip number six might be for you guys who are working in a workplace where you see all different kinds of clients so from babies to adults anyone something that I think might help manage your caseload depending on your workplace and whether this is something that your employer would allow, maybe trying to identify some areas of interest within your workplace or something that you are super passionate about. Maybe you could do a chunk of your caseload towards that area. So for example, if you're working with adults and you like aphasia, you might try to get more of those aphasia clients or with peds and you like articulation, you might ask for more of those clients to be placed with you. This might allow you just to focus on some of those specific target areas and might save time on planning or researching as you'll feel more confident with those clients and when doing the therapy. I find as I've gotten into my career longer, I'm finding those specific interest areas and my day just flows so much easier as opposed to going from literacy to Arctic to AAC to feeding. Like (laughs) that's just crazy. So yeah, that would be a tip for me if your employer can allow it. 100%. That makes total sense, Cass. And it even goes back to our tip number four, where you find an activity that you can use for multiple targets. If you find an area that you love and you ask your employer to have more of those clients, then you can literally do tip number four so easily. And then that saves time on planning. I like it. Okay. So tip number seven. So if you're working long admin blocks, try and find environments where you work the best. So is it outside, in the park, at home, in a dark room, in a quiet space, with music on, on a beanbag, laying on the floor, etc. This is really going to make you more efficient. And we definitely understand that workplaces can be super hectic, especially if one of the kids next doors is having a meltdown. And it's really interesting listening. But think about how you're going to be proactive with these distractions and also maybe try work out with your employer and know the environments where you work best. So for me, I'll listen to elevated music. Elevated music. <laughs> like cafe, like house elevator music. That's literally just the same beat <laughs> for five minutes and then it changes to another beat <laughs> That is not a genre. I'm sorry. I've never heard of that genre before. Deep House? No. You've never heard of Deep House? No. When you said elevated music, I thought it was just like, ding, like elevated. <laughs> no, like elevator cafe music. You know how they always have like that real mellow music with no talking and it's literally just the one melody. Do you say melody? The one beat for the whole time. Can you play me some, please? Okay, one sec. 
You get it? So you listen to that while you're doing work? Yep. I just put it on my earphones because I can't listen to people singing because I get distracted. That's so interesting. See, I was a silent studier. I had to literally lock myself in my room and be silent. Oh, studying? Yeah. But I've just gotten into the deep house. (laughs) Okay. So tip number eight is, again, this is something we've said before, but be comfortable with saying no and knowing your boundaries. So Ash and I both understand as new grads, it's so hard to speak up for yourself. But at the end of the day, it's important to remember that we as professionals are doing these businesses a massive favor, not the other way around. And I think when somebody told me that, it kind of just changed my whole mindset. So they are there to support you most of the time and will more likely be at a loss if they can't do the little things to keep you happy or supported. So I think it's important to recognize when you've got too much on on your plate or a client is not the right fit for you and speak up. 100%. When you understand what you're capable of and what you can manage and what you can't, when you start to say no, you'll be like, oh, wow, that's actually, that actually helps me out a lot. <laughs> so number nine, this is an overall tip that will help you to manage your workload and caseload better, but leave work on time and to take your breaks. Do not work through your breaks to get stuff done, you know, as this is not achievable. If you need to work through breaks and something is not right, And obviously being tired and stressed doesn't help anyone at the end of the day. And it surely doesn't help you to manage your caseload and to get things done. You need to have a break during the day. Go and have a walk. Go get a coffee. Go and have a nice lunch. Talk to your colleagues. Like have a break. You are going to be more productive. Yeah, very, very important because I always use the analogy of the cup. Just fill your cup. Even if that's going to get a coffee and stretching your legs. Definitely. Yep. So take breaks, guys. So tip number 10, our lucky last, is when you're doing planning for your clients, just plan your entire day in the morning, including your goals and activities. This is going to help when you're in between clients because you don't have time to prep. So during those times when you're waiting for a client to come in, you could possibly get a note done in that time or get back to an email or something like that. So planning in the morning just really helps set the tone of the day. And something that I find really important is to just take it day by day rather than looking at how many clients you've got for the rest of the week, because that just creates overwhelm and it's just not a good thing to worry about when you can't really control it. Yeah, I find if I plan for the whole day, it just makes it easier because after I finish with one client, I'll be like, oh, okay, I've got this next one in 15 minutes. Oh, what am I going to do? I look at my plan. It's already there. I'm like, okay, sweet. I'm going to go grab Pop the Pig. I'm going to go grab a resource, this resource for regular past chance. I'm going to do this, this, this. I go grab it and that's five minutes. And then I still have another 10 minutes to clean the room, do a note, have a drink of water, go to the toilet, whatever. Yep. It's the little things in life, isn't it? It is. I love being able to go to the toilet whenever. Uh, One of my friends is a nurse and she can't go to the toilet just whenever. I'm like, I literally wee all the time. And I wouldn't be able to hold that in in a session. I'd have to run out. It's so hard for me if I need to go to the toilet in a session or that's all I can think about. My mind is just not on the session. (laughs) I just think I need to go to the toilet. My blood has gotten so weak. Sorry, this is probably way too much information. You know, I wonder if anybody has actually said mid-session, 
sorry, I really need to go to the toilet. I'll be back. I was thinking that the other day because clients do it to us. It'd be, I feel like it would be pretty unprofessional, but I wonder, I reckon someone has. I mean, we're all in the human, right? That's so true. Oh, I have one more that we haven't mentioned. So let's make it 11. And you know what I'm going to say, Cass, because we spoke about this. No, I don't. I don't know what it is. We talk about a lot of things. Okay, so tip number 11, do not go on social media or limit yourself. Like I find sometimes I go through like real ruts of just like I just open social media for no reason. It's so bad. And I'm like, I don't need to be in social media in this 10 minutes in between my clients. Like there's literally nothing that I'm looking at. So guys, if you limit yourself on the social media throughout the day and you turn your social media off from nine to five, whatever, you will be surprised at how much time and how much stuff you can actually get done. A hundred percent because we're scrolling aimlessly. You're literally not even taking anything in. It's just like a, a brain break, but it achieves nothing. All right. Well, that's our quick 10 tips to help manage your workload. And obviously Cassie and I are still trying to figure this out, but we found that these tips really have helped us. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to not only this episode in particular, but for supporting us for season one and two of Diary of a New Grad Speechy. We're still navigating our way through this podcast world, but don't feel sad because we are definitely coming back for season three. We just need to take a little break and we'll be back with some fresh ideas next season. For sure. We hope that you've enjoyed the content that we've put out for season two. If you have any ideas or any thoughts about what we've put out, then please let us know. Because as we said at the start of this episode, we love when you guys reach out to us with your questions and even just, yeah, your general feedback. It makes us feel very happy. And by the way, we will still be active on Instagram. So if you have any questions, then you can still contact us there. So thanks again, guys, for your support and we'll speak to you soon. Bye. Bye. Did we just come with best friends? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to Diary of a New Grad Speechy with your hosts, Cass and Ash. If you like what we have to say, please give us a follow on Instagram at Diary of a New Grad Speechy. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and leave a review below. Thanks so much and see you all next week.